When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I feel like for today, if you set them up and I knock them out of the park, because I'm I'm sick of taking a back. Are we recording? <laughs> We're recording. Hello, everyone. This hey. is uh, Compact Dicks. This is the sister, the side podcast, the accompaniment to uh, Desert Island Dicks. This is where you, the listener, get to submit your suggestions for the Desert Island, and Dan and I read them out. Hello, Dan. Hey. James, it's great to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. Oh no, you're more than welcome. Um, obviously, I'm always here <laughs> as as the as the usual host. But look, the point is, we've got some great submissions from listeners today. We've got mm. two particularly beautiful emails uh, from from mm. you guys that we're going to read out, and I'm so excited. I think I'm not even going to put in a submission this week from myself. We're just no. going to just going to let the whole podcast shine around these two emails from listeners oh that's just, they're just so good i'm really impressed so um dan shall i yeah you should okay so michelle has got in touch and she's contacted us via dickspod.com slash contacts as you should as well if you are inspired by this suggestion so michelle says submission for compact dicks sorry if it's a bit long don't worry michelle we love it hi dan and james Firstly, love the little quiz today. Oh, so at the end of last the last Compact Dicks, we did a little quiz, which was yeah, sent from, in by the listener, Dylan. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, so go back and listen to that after this if you haven't heard it already. I had the same answers as Dan, though my mind did briefly and unhelpfully flash the word sphincter as plural <laughs> for sphinx. <laughs> which I think is great. You read out a previous message of mine regarding trifle, and I still think it's one of the most ungodly textual combinations, but we've covered that already, so let's get to the point. I remember that actually coming Mm. in, and I did have a quick look. Michelle, you sent that in two years ago, believe it or not. Okay, Michelle goes on to say, The thing I'd like to put onto the island is badly organised people who constantly tell you how busy they are. So much flapping and faffing and spending half of their time making sure they tell everyone they see about how much they've got to do. When if they just sat quietly and got on with it, they'd have done it already. This is particularly grating in an open office environment where these people seem to gather en masse to drink coffee and loudly make sure they sound like the busiest bee in the hive. In fact, if they were bees, it would teach them a lesson. The drones are not physically capable of working, can't sting, collect pollen or nectar, or take care of their larvae, (laughs) but can only eat and mate. If the weather is cold, they can't mate, they are a huge drain on resources. Any drones left get booted out. In autumn, it's common to see these drones being pulled out of the hive or lying dead in the grass. Wow. Wow. 
Anyway, I'm not a total monster and I'm not saying the annoying people deserve to be dragged out and die in the cold. But these people would do well to remember instead of droning on that they are lucky that they are lucky to have human privilege and maybe be a bit quieter about how useless they are. Anyway, carry on with the fab pod. I've got another one of these to write, but I need to get really fully mad about it first to get the full benefit. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. That was great. And um, So good. I like that she's really gearing herself up before she can write the second one. <laughs> I know, I just like I love that. She just wants to build that venom. But the analogy mm. in the middle of that, it was just like, went on the first uh, reading, I just thought, this is so good. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is based on very specific people she knows, right? I mean, it has mm. to be. Mm. I mean, mm. we're lucky in that we don't work from a, an office most of the time. Um, mm. But we did, and I have met people like this, definitely. And I would go as far as to say, I think I probably am one of these people. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, oh God, I've got so much to do. But uh, actually, I just haven't sat down and done my to-do list yet. And when mm. you sit down and do the to-do list, you're like, oh, I could, I could probably achieve this in the next two hours if I shut up and got on with it. But I think it's just, I don't know, people are sort of complaining about something that's easily solvable as well. Just, you know, shut up. <laughs> and like, if, Especially <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to get on with stuff in the office. It's like, I, it's great. And it's like, if you've got no, you know, if you're just in the, the office and you're not busy and you've got nothing to do, then fair enough. But when you're trying to do stuff, it's so frustrating. It's like, oh, all right, God. I get it. You're busy. Shut up. You're obviously not helping yourself and uh, yeah. she's put that point beautifully i think um fantastic email michelle yeah, i absolutely love that I start agree. to finish yeah um, thank you very much for sending that in dan we've had a kind of a little bit of a food ish week um well obviously we had a fantastic episode with ray bradshaw on monday which was brilliant and then because the chef tom kerridge um who was a great guest on desert island dicks uh, is returning as a judge for the Great British Menu. Um, we decided to rebroadcast his episode, and it's gone down really well. Uh, by all accounts, people have absolutely loved hearing it, and uh, I think new listeners to the podcast have kind of rediscovered it, and hopefully it'll prompt people to go back and listen to other old episodes. Based on that, and the fact that he's a chef, um, my dad for this week has given us some of his favourite foodie selections from uh, the back catalogue. So should we have a listen to those now? Let's do it. Hi, James. Hi, Dan. Well, great episode this week, Dan, with Ray Bradshaw. I love it when the pod comes up with a new name that I've never heard of and looking at him and some of his material, it's, it's great to actually get to listen to these new acts. Obviously, with this week's theme on the Great British Menu and obviously at re-releasing Tom Kerridge's episode, I'd like to have a little bit of a theme of my recommendations this week on food. It's a bit of a given that I'm going to recommend firstly Jay Rayner's episode. I almost recommend his every week, but it is a real classic. But also, I'd like to recommend Michelin star chef's Tom Brown's episode, which came out in March 2021. Funnily enough, he and Jay Rayner both chose baked beans. So there you go. Next, I'd like to recommend some episodes that I've possibly recommended in the past, Firstly, Miles Chapman and Marco Sullivan's episode from March 2018. Miles chose the Musco meal, which his wife puts together from uh, almost out of date to food from the fridge. 
also their take on uh, Yoko Ono is brilliant and well worth a listen. Next is uh, Alison Spittle's episode from April 2020. Alison chose calamari and it's likeness to pig's anus. The term pig's anus is calamari's modest cousin. Well, I think they'll live with me forever. But next, I'd like to recommend Stephen K. Amos's live episode from February 2022. Stephen's chose tripe as a meal that he was forced to eat as a child. That is, yet again, a great episode. He came out with us for a drink afterwards, and a true gentleman. This week's episodes are Jay Rayner from November 2020, Tom Brown's episode from March 2021, Miles Chapman and Marco Sullivan's episodes from March 2018, Alison Spittle's episode from April 2020, and Stephen K. Moss's live episode from February 2022. I hope you enjoy, and bon appétit. There you go. Thank you and again. There they are. John Deacon. Wonderful. He's got a. In the rest of his life, obviously, I know your dad, but you mm. know him better. In the rest mm. of his life, does he have such an encyclopedic memory for things? Because I can't. I always find it amazing how well he remembers all the episodes of Desert Island <laughs> I, X. I know. Um, I would say for specific, maybe for specific things. There are certain things, if he's interested in them, he might know quite a bit about them, like he knows quite a bit about music and stuff like that. Well, his wonderful mind is to his credit, and it is to our advantage because Mm. it's incredibly useful when he comes up with tips like that. Because I'd forgotten about some of the episodes myself, as as usual. But the one he mentioned about Marco Sullivan and Miles Chapman, I remember when you were doing that. I remember at the time listening to that and really enjoying that episode. So, yeah, it's fantastic. the, The Musco meal has become a commonly used phrase in my house and in my parents house for sure it's like that bit where you haven't done the shopping and you're just like looking in the fridge and you spot a bit of meat and maybe some like potatoes and you're like what can I put with this some freezer veg and that is your must go meal yeah it happens more often than not (laughs) yeah it's very useful definitely go back and listen to that if you if you haven't heard that before Right, now on to another email from our listener here. Uh, this is from the Cebu guy. Um, the Cebu C- guy? That's what, that's what it's, it says. It doesn't have a name, it just says the Cebu guy. Cebu is an area of the Philippines. It's a city in the Philippines, so oh. I, maybe he's from there. Okay. Oh, What's no, hang that? on, wait. It does actually say Mark. It says Mark in the email address, so... Oh, but he's okay. put it as the Cebu guy, but Mark. So I don't know what he prefers. We can go with the Cebu guy. Okay. He says, hi, guys. Really enjoy the show and want to put forth my choice for the worst song to be stuck listening to on a desert island. I know this song choice won't be popular as it's a much beloved song, but Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen would be my nightmare. Oh. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Bohemian Rhapsody quickly, James? Um, I just when I think of it, it only I only feel happiness because I just think of that scene out of Wayne's World. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I quite like it, but I think um, regardless, I think this is a superbly put takedown of this oh, song. Oh, come on, Cebu, give me. So Let me um, know. he says, I'll ignore the fact it appears Queen couldn't decide on a musical style for the song, and so just threw all their musical ideas together and came up with a mishmash of sounds. Instead. Let me focus on some of the worst and most annoying lyrics ever. (laughs) In the second verse, the murderer, Freddie Mercury, is singing about having killed a man and not meaning to make his mama cry. 
I understand him not wanting the emotional pain to affect his mum, but where's the sympathy for the guy who he just shot in the head for no apparent reason? (laughs) Then he wallows in self-pity and moans about body aches and facing the truth, but still no remorse is shown towards the dead guy. And where... See, I always thought it was the mother that killed the man. So Mama just killed a man, but he's made, would make more sense. Oh, that he, it would make, yes. that he did it, yeah. This is the problem with, you know, mostly you're drunk singing at a wedding, so I don't really analyse the lyrics. Oh, that's true. But he has, so let's carry on. So right. he says, and where do you go from there? A 17th century Italian clown, a scaramouche, doing an 18th century fandango, which is Spanish slash Portuguese in origin, obviously. Then thunderbolts and lightning are very, very frightening. Well, thunderbolts and lightning are the same damn thing, and I don't know many people who are very, very frightened by it. And that's true. I've noticed that as well. Like, you don't get a thunderbolt. You get a lightning bolt. Yes. So that's... Thunderbolts and lightning. Yeah. I just never questioned it. Yeah. It's a thunderclap. Um, yeah, exactly. It's really weird, isn't it? He goes on, oh, and now let's shout out Galileo, a 16th century scientist, multiple times for no apparent reason. And let's add a late 18th century Figaro also. Magnifico, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> then we go back to self-pity and how he's a poor boy nobody loves. Well, if you don't go around shooting people in the head, maybe people will love you more. throughout the song nothing really matters according to the singer but he really seems to want to be let go and get away from his torment as he spends the whole of the sixth verse singing about it so that does seem to actually matter a lot to him should we be surprised though as he's already a murderer so why not a liar also (laughs) then he just goes and he goes on to say ah just hate this song with a passion and would never want it to be the only song I'm able to play on a desert island guys it's the John Holmes of dicks the biggest dick of all songs and appreciate the opportunity to get that off my chest keep up the great work on the pod and look forward to hearing the next episode as always cheers wow that is strong because yeah. I could sit here before this started I said to you if I was going to choose one for this week it would be Toto Africa mm. but like I would in no way be as eloquent as, as that in my takedown that has got no. to have affected you deep to your core I, when it's just so beautifully put together and researched it's, I mean it doesn't matter my feelings towards the song when I'm in front of the elegance of an email like that, mm. uh, you know, you can say whatever you want about anyone if you take them down like that. It's, it's perfect. Brilliant. Just perfect. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, if you're listening and you want to have a, a stab at it, then you can, by all means. You know, you can get in touch, as James said earlier, dickspod.com slash contact and fill out the form there. Or you can just DM us, send us a direct message on Twitter or Instagram at dickspod it really is that simple wow I think that might be it first I'm just going to say that we'll be back very soon with a full episode of Desert Island Dicks mm. uh, we might even put out a little bonus content next week Ooh. if if we can think of some loose theme to roughly hang it on <laughs> <laughs> or even not, let's just put one out. Even not, I might know, just do yeah. a top of the cocks or something. Why not? Yeah, um, yeah fun. fun. Yeah, and that's it then. Bye. Bye. Bye.